Welcome to the Grim Feature. I'm Michelle. And I'm Ron. And we have guest hosts today. Yay! You want to introduce them, Ron? Well, we, our East Coast listener came <laughs> all the way down to mid-Missouri. South Central? Ooh, sounds gangster. Oh. <laughs> Actually, Southwest. We're not near as cool. Missouri, to be part of our show because she's tired of us making fun of her on the air. So she's going to come and get it in person. Oh, <laughs> and with her is you want to introduce oh this is my son drew say hi drew i'm not old enough to introduce myself apparently so. no you're not you're our child oh okay that's yeah. how it works that's right so all right so and what we got going on we've been gone for quite a while yes yes um, like six months well i've been trying to lose a leg so and the problem is, you know, I've been so backed up in a fan mail that I... <laughs> yes. Yeah. Speaking I, of which, all right. Oh, <laughs> let's hear it. Let's hear it. Um, I don't know how long ago. But I guess it was like, it was last year, definitely. And I, I sent you a text message personally, right? And it was like a whole, like, two paragraphs. Uh, and I was like, East Coast listening to number two here. I want to shout out my 15 minutes of fame. Did I and not then, shout it out? No, no. you completely <gasps> skipped over it. Just like oh. he just made fun of me and not Drew. Well, because he's an innocent bystander, you can't help <laughs> oh, okay. it. But I, okay, so today we're giving a shout out to the East Coast <laughs> listener number two, who is now in who who he says we didn't include him, but I think he was wrong because there's one thing I know: it's my podcast. But don't go, but don't go back and listen to anything. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, don't look up. I'll tell you what you need to know. <laughs> oh, I didn't mean to get political. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> anyway, we just. Lost five listeners. <laughs> we, I think we've only got one left. Actually, let me do some research. Because <laughs> it's been a while. Is hang that, on, hang on, let's see. That, the dude from France, does he still listen? Or what? I'm pretty sure that was Scott overseas. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. We're still international. <laughs> I don't even remember how to, how to see this. He doesn't uh, even know how to use the software your podcast. anymore. Okay. Um, seventeen plays per episode, but it doesn't. It doesn't say just listeners anymore. It just says seventeen plays per episode. Yeah, it's, like, yeah. it's not consistent enough. Oh, but we have made. Get this. Not that we're bragging about our money. <laughs> we have made a dollar twenty six. We can buy a whole thing at the Dollar Tree. This now. is yes, because they're dollar twenty five. Oh, got taxes. Aww. I need like seven more listens, people. <laughs> All right, come on. I want that chocolate covered cherry box. <laughs> Post a picture of me holding that. That's gonna be the new. But anyway, I still got one more fan mail. I gotta get back to. Um, I've got I've got the headshots. I just gotta put them in the mail. We're good. How long will that take? Oh god, it's been six months already. I don't know. I don't. You have the headshots? I do. Just, <laughs> I, just gotta, I literally just gotta mail it. It's because we're so backed up with the incoming volume of mail. It's hard to keep up. And all what? those Christmas cards people send you. Yeah, yeah. I know. The fan mail. Right. The, the handmade gifts. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay, enough of this. How long have we stalled now? <laughs> hey, we're doing good. We only stalled for three minutes and ten seconds. Yeah, there you go. Usually it's like ten minutes of banter. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so. Um, I think a lot of it, though, you kept blaming it on me, but I was actively, like, trying to die of sepsis, so I think that wasn't fair. Oh, so. wait a minute. Wait oh, a minute. There oh. it is. Audience is five. Oh, yeah. No. So, so yeah. my one political hit, and we just lost the last one. Everybody's gone. And I'm getting that dollar it was 26 like a, now. It's like the holy hand grenade <laughs> Monty Python. Have you seen Monty Python? Oh, my gosh, yes. He I had don't... it for the longest time, and I think, I don't know that you've finished it yet because you I keep, keep falling asleep. asleep. 
Isn't it the I'm narcoleptic? <laughs> he really is, I think. I oh think he gosh. has ap- sleep apnea. No, though. see, that's why he didn't go to college properly. Because if he went to college properly. Excuse me, I went to two different community colleges. Hello, <laughs> you couldn't when you had a family. You couldn't go to college properly. <laughs> I did. I flunked out because I partied too that's much. That's why he didn't oh. finish college. <laughs> Remember? You went there. My 1.2 GPA. <laughs> oh, that was too properly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was, the, that was the biggest party I ever spent money on. Maybe you just don't <laughs> remember the movies. Maybe. <laughs> conspiracy. Anyway. Yeah, I didn't really have a 1.2 kids. I was way up there. I dropped out to further my pursuits as a podcast engineer. <laughs> 30 years later. I'm so glad you're a nurse. <laughs> I don't know if you should say that after that. <laughs> hey, I got plenty of one-star reviews on Google. Anyway. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you got a whole shirt about it. Yeah. Those are my favorite. Okay, anyway, back. Okay, now we, we saw another minute and 45 seconds. Okay, let's go. Back to the meat and potatoes. Okay, so um, you said you were doing research, but I feel like that was a lie. I the did. test results are back, and that was a lie. <laughs> it's not my baby. What can I say? I don't know. It wasn't there. The DNA did not tie me to it. My hands are clean. Wait, no, actually, I meant to do research. But, oh, well. But the problem was is... I was um, cleaning the house, and I was getting the house ready for, for the guest. Because, you know, when your most valuable listeners come to the studio, you know, we got to have it presentable. Well, I have backup research. Thank so God for that. I uh, didn't trust you. Because that's what our successful marriage is based upon. Yay! Not trusting. Not trusting. That's the best. Uh, At least we got the ground rules out in the beginning, and there's no surprises anymore. Yeah. Right. Can't believe a word this dude says. Um, I do see Gina has a book, though, that she brought. I did, because he told me that I was going to tell a spooky story about from where I live. Yes. We're we're, we're getting in on that. Yeah, so I found a spot. This might be a two-parter. It's my book. Yeah, that you never read. Okay, well, but you bought it, so. Yeah, now I read. (laughs) I don't know why I put that in. Okay, well, I guess. How do you want to do this? Do you want to go first? Do you want Gina to go first? I'm sorry. The East Coast listener. <laughs> proper turn there. That's right. Number one. And, and, and no relatives of ours, just a true fan. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you would bring a totally strange... Yeah, right. <laughs> to our studio. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a cool. Based out of West Hollywood. Yeah, stalker like I am. Anyway. So, it's your podcast. What do you want to do with it? Uh, well, um, how about if you want to go ahead and start your spooky story, I'll go ahead and get my notes pulled up here. Oh, cool. Okay. Okay. So, I'm going to talk about the Sensabaugh Tunnel. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. So, it's a tunnel in Kingsport, which is haunted. It's hey, a- I've been to Kingsport. You have been to Kingsport? I have been. I don't think you've been in Sensabaugh Tunnel. I've probably not been to Base Mountain, though. You have been to Base Mountain. This is kind of near Bays Mound. It's on the, like... The other side? It's actually kind of like where I used to live. Yeah. It's down in that area. Ooh. Yeah. Um, Netherlinden Road? No. No, Mary. Yes, you know that road. You just don't know the name of it. Probably. Okay. Well, anyway, there's a tunnel around that way. And it's... Wow. <laughs> Does anyone else hear the bombs going off? <laughs> we apologize for the ruckus. <laughs> we, we usually record late at night when everyone's asleep. It was not feasible this time. So we got dogs barking, kids running, and visitors here. So And elephants. Too. I got food being delivered <laughs> yeah. probably about another 30 minutes, too. Oh, good. Doesn't matter. Anyway, I'm sorry. Back to the stove. <laughs> okay. Sensible tunnel. It is so haunted that if you go in there and turn off your car, your engine will not restart. 
So it has like a big no trespassing sign on it now, and but people go in there and graffiti it, and it's considered one of the most haunted places in Tennessee. Mm. With ooh, so anyway. <laughs> We should have bought that book earlier. I know, and that be so cool. There's like all kinds of haunted places in Kingsport that I didn't know about until we got this book. We could have been like, you know, hanging out all these places. Man, you could have brought something home with you. I am feeling an on-location broadcast Ooh. from deep in the tunnel. Oh, <laughs> well, if the car won't start, how is your you gonna, gonna start? Well, if the hope of the plot kills well before the car will start. He'll probably <laughs> hike in there. Are you gonna bring the Ouija board? Is there is the real well, question? Because you have such a great history with Ouija boards. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Gina's trying to the East Coast listeners <laughs> try and tell a story here. She keeps interrupting. I'm so sorry. I know. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Okay, so the tunnel dates back to the 1920s, and it has a lot of different reasons for why it is actually haunted. But the most often told story is that there is a family named Sensabaugh, and according to the story, uh, somehow uh, some dude just wandered up to their house, saw the people, thought, hey, I should kill them all, drug them down to the tunnel, and killed them. And then, but just then, the Sensabaugh father happened to be coming home from work, sees his family being murdered, so murdered the drifter and then killed himself out of like grief I grief guess? yeah so supposedly that's why the tunnel's haunted so so he was dragging them to the tu- so is the house not very far from the tunnel then it really leaves that vague it just sounds like that would be a lot of work i i don't understand because he was gonna <laughs> rob them and thought hey y'all let's go to this tunnel so i can murder you there it just yeah, I don't know. it just sounds like if you're already at the house like i mean <laughs> maybe he wanted the house maybe I it's just because i'm an introvert though <laughs> if i'm already home yeah, i mean i got the door shut <laughs> the tv's on <laughs> Sounds like an awful lot of work driving with a car. Let's just murder them here. Well, he didn't want the blood on hell. the expensive stuff he was going to steal. Maybe. Maybe. He was going to take their identities. Oh, oh a single person going to take an entire family. Yes, because, you know, you got four social security numbers now. You're going to get all those checks when you're all on unemployment. It checks out. Yeah, yeah. I want to know the logistics of this story. Sorry, this is terrible because it's probably like a true thing that happened. And I'm like, but did he like drag them one at a time? Okay, wait. Well, there's there's another version of it too. Okay. They say what happened was as he was robbing the place, and then he got interrupted. So he stole the infant daughter and ran to the tunnel. So then, of course, the whole family gave chase. Right. And so that's when he was there, like did some kind of Zorro ninja crap and like killed everybody <laughs> or something. I'm assuming they were stabbed, not shot. He they, they didn't say. And so the, something happened, and he was made. They were made dead. Though, yeah, everybody's so. made dead. The father just happens to be coming home, walking through the tunnel, sees all this, and then makes him dead, and then makes himself dead. And then there's another story that says, no, that's not how it happened. They all just have accidentally drowned on their way home. So <laughs> you know, it's just so it's really not haunted at all. You know, <laughs> actually, it's still a thoroughfare called so, I whatever that runs through there. <laughs> So obviously, I've never seen this. Uh, I'm guessing there's water in there. Oh, tunnels uh, flood all the time in Tennessee. It's a really well, big that's thing. what it says that this tunnel does flood a lot. Okay. So, and then another story says the dad made it up. He went crazy, tricked his family into going there and, and murdered them all, and blamed it on a robber, but then killed himself later, saying, you know, I went bonkers and killed them. Get this, right? Okay. Dad has a bad day at work. <laughs> Drags his kids into the car. We're going to go 
on a family trip. Yay! Dad, you're pretty angry right now. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Hang on, let me pick up this drifter. We'll get him in the car too, because I'm going to need an alibi in about 23 minutes. I'm pretty sure that's went down. Drifter, who's a hey, a free ride. Well, you came up with this really quickly, and I'm really concerned about your bad days at work. I'm really concerned myself. So our, our, what I'm learning is, if you suggest going somewhere after a bad day. <laughs> God, it suck. Come on, kids. We're going for a drive. I need somewhere to cool off. Yeah, right. Ooh, let me stop and pick up this drifter. Oh, God. I always got to pick up the hitchhikers. Yeah, right. And then he says, what are the odds of picking up a serial killer? I don't know. <laughs> Just get in the back. <laughs> okay, sir. Anyway. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> But then other people are saying, no, that's not how I got haunted. The drifter dude found a random girl and murdered her there, and that's how I got got haunted. People, the dad coming home, found this random girl murdered there, and but his family was actually fine. You know, it. The, the story is a little little bizarre. I thought you were going to say, was walking home, found the little girl murdered, went crazy, killed his family. And I was like, wow. No. A lot of violence in the story. You know what? Hey, I don't want to go to Kingsport anymore. Hey, it was the Roaring Twenties, man. I mean, so we're right outside the Kodak plant. Get this. Oh, Lord. Is that still there? Yeah, Eastman. They're not Kodak anymore. It's just Eastman. Yeah, you know, everybody sells out. No, it did blow up, though. But it's fine. Yeah, it was a big But it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it was already so polluted. (laughs) You said that so nonchalantly. It's actually blown up twice since you've been there. It's like one day it blew up, blew up, and fortunately nobody died because the people were late to work that day. Great coincidence. And another day... Not an inside job at all. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody would be 20 minutes late. (laughs) I'm hey, sorry. That's an interesting theory. I just thought it was maybe God being kind. Yeah, <laughs> definitely God being kind. And not an inside job. Anyway, so the chemicals got mixed. <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead. And another day, it blew up purple smoke everywhere, and people's cars easy. were covered with this really acidic purple that ate up their finish. And mm. Eastman bought a lot of paint jobs. Yeah, so. everybody loaded up a. Yeah. Man, it's the time for me to drive my car. <laughs> I was just visibly. I parked my car here. You should show up with the Mustang. Long story short, it did all this rush shit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I also put three hundred thousand miles on my car. I need a new engine. Oh. Your plant sucks. <laughs> It's all this purple acidic crap <laughs> right. that got put out Just in the environment. that odometer up. <laughs> that's how it works. Yeah. Trust me, yeah. I know cars. Anyway. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Okay, so back to the mutilated sorry, girl. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> that's back where I left off with a mutilated girl. <laughs> well, anyway, she was ver- apparently never identified, and it's this great mystery, and that's the reason why it's haunted, because she hasn't been given her proper burial or whatever. But a lot of people say now they go in there and they hear babies crying, they hear a woman crying, they supposedly see Mr. Sensabaugh dragging people around, you know, who knows what story is true. Wait, the dad was dragging people around? Remember he went bonkers and killed his family. Well, that was only one. Allegedly. Yeah, there was was four different versions. But that's what people are saying. They go in there, they hear babies crying, they go in there and hear women crying, apparently an angry dude walking around dragon people well, I see definitely not the heroin addict <laughs> <laughs> no I see Google has come yeah, out I'm just, I'm just looking it up oh wait 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 well, you want me to finish my story oh, 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 wait, well, that's not how he does I, I usually interject I tell you my version of how it is and then I just shut you down well do you want me to disappoint you now no 
Okay, <laughs> all right. So whatever it is, this dude apparently did the research and none of those stories are true. <gasps> I know, in the haunted tunnel that is supposedly haunted, a car can't even fit through. So, like, it's all... Like, so it would be hard to pull a car in there that wouldn't restart. Yeah, I guess it's a tourist trap if or whatever. If it's not big enough for a car, it's definitely not big enough to rustle a family in. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. So it says there's no news or police stories to back up any of this. And they can't find anything about it. And then it says Sensible Tunnel is impossible to reach by vehicle and it's always flooded. But they said there's another tunnel nearby called the <laughs> That's the one I meant. So Click Tunnel is very similar to what Sensible Tunnel is supposed to be. And conveniently, Click Tunnel is drivable, so many people have moved the story to Click Tunnel instead of Sensible Tunnel. So now they are both haunted. Nice. <laughs> We're just going to keep attaching the story to a tunnel until it sticks right. somewhere. So, so that way, Click Tunnel, it sticks. Okay. And they, but they said they're really close, so if a ghost was really angry, he could go back and forth. Maybe he's yeah. just moving around, yeah. Yeah, so that's it. Going where they're... I know, reading this, I was, like, really excited about it. I thought, well, I found a great story. But yeah. then, you know, it's all apparently made up. Uh, that's a bummer. But, you know. Right. What are you looking at here? I'm looking at where it is in relation to Bays Mountain. Is it, oh. Because there's that one mountain range right outside of, I don't know, the apartment complex. Let me see where exactly it says it is. It says... It's just, just down the road from Netherland Inn in the Rotherward Mansion on Big Elm Road. Hmm. Oh, it's the other side. So where we came out, we could see Bays Mountain from your apartment. Yeah. It's the other side of town. Oh, okay. Sorry, I had it backwards. Oh, no, you're good. See? Right there by the tractor supply. Yeah. yeah everyone knows where the tractor supply is. <laughs> <laughs> it's an uh, icon. That's yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> So that's pretty cool, though. I like that. So the stories, did you see pictures of it, of the tunnel? Yeah, that, I got this picture. I know. Every, can all the listeners see? <laughs> see, that's the great thing about our podcast. We don't have listeners. We have viewers. <laughs> oh, so, did you forget should, about that? We could, we could post it on our Facebook page that's super popular. Because, like, there's lots yeah. of graffiti and... I think he digitally removed the graffiti in this picture. No, it's just black and white and blends in. Uh, yeah, okay. the fussing greens don't show through. Boy, that does flood. Yeah. See? Yeah, it's a big... Oh, this is the same picture, dude. Look. What? Mine's in black and white, and yours is in color. Did he steal that from Google? I totally think he did. <laughs> it's to make it more spookier. You know, that's every, right. That's everything's right. spookier everything's in black and white. Well, yeah. I was going to say, white. everything's spookier in Google. <laughs> <laughs> All so right. that's a cool story. Right there from the hometown of Kingsport. Ooh. Ooh, I want to hear more about this plant blowing up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they don't talk about it. I mean, it blew up and like there was smoke and stuff everywhere. And like it, it broke windows out of people's homes. And then like the Kingsport Fire Department tried to respond thinking there was like a major disaster inside. And Eastman shut all their gates and said no. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, it was, but Kingsport was like knocking real sad puppy dog faces going, let us in, let us in. Because that's like a huge hazmat thing. That should have been a hazmat response. Yeah, and Eastman was like, no, we got this. <laughs> Not fishy at all. Cover <laughs> <Eastman laughs> Kodak. No. Um, I feel like this is how those movies start where they're this is like secretly, like, what is, like Stranger Things, where it's actually like secretly some kind of plant, that, or not plant, but lab. Oh my gosh. Where they're breeding creepy they're things. Opening other dimensions inside. Yeah. I read a book about that. That was pretty crazy. It was uh, um, about an energy plant uh, 
that was like secretly doing research, and it was like this whole. Uh, what do you call them? Were they smash particles together? Is it the Hadron Collider? Oh, yeah. yeah, and then, like, it was underneath the city, and, like, nobody knew about it. And then, like, they smashed particles one day, and it opened up a black hole, but instead of sucking in the town, it brought a whole new dimension, and then, like, the new dimension was just, like... It was like strange. Wait, was this like a fiction book? Yeah. Okay. I was <laughs> no, like, no, I missed this. true. <laughs> I was like, wait, I missed this in the news. <laughs> this was about seven years ago. How'd you forget? Huge government cover. I must be from the dimension where it didn't happen. Okay, never mind. I got it. Because there's two like Hadron Colliders, like in real life. I think there's one in New Cause, York. Because Scott was talking about it. And there's one somewhere else. Like Germany. Like, or Germany. Or but like Europe. everybody's too afraid to turn it on because theoretically. No, I thought they did. Did. Yeah, no, Maybe they did, have. Did they? Yeah, they were they, supposed, yeah, they were supposed to like have the most power or whatever they yeah. ever did. That Scott was talking about that. Yeah, and now they're making they it bigger. Listen when people talk, apparently. Mm. <sighs> yeah, they've actually made a black hole at one point. It only oh, lasted like. Interesting. Black. Yeah, they only lost two scientists too, so it wasn't bad. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, no, no, Demogorgons came over. <laughs> right. I uh, I remember listening to uh, a, I think it was the Rooster Teeth podcast where he was like, you know, I have a theory that black holes are just civilizations who went a little too far. With the technology. Ooh, like, it's like the nature's reset button when you're getting <laughs> out of hand. Like, All right. <laughs> I like it. I just, like, love it. So, um, yeah. Well, that's a cool story. That's interesting. That's yeah. a lot of civilizations So, next around. time, since there's a lot of haunted places... When we do get back out there, we need to yeah. hit all the haunted places. Yeah, it is. and there's a bunch right around us. Apparently, you know, all that Civil War, death, and gore, there's a lot of... It's weird how that works. Who would have guessed? I know. Violent deaths bring out hauntings. Hmm. Man. Wow. That's a new story. You know, Spray's hauntings. Ouija boards. Do <laughs> <laughs> Not and trying to steal your thunder. <laughs> and alcohol, maybe? Oh. No. Oh. It has nothing to do with seeing things. <laughs> No, that's acid. <laughs> Are you okay over there? <laughs> I was just thinking that your judgment's impaired, you're making dumb choices. Oh, like shooting yeah. a ghost? <laughs> yeah. That was my favorite when you were like, I don't really believe in ghost lights. And then like minutes later, you're like, so we're being chased by this light. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute. And they bring a gun. <laughs> yeah. All right. Turns out I shot at it, but it was just somebody's house. I don't <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it was a truck following us. Yeah, okay. That would suck. So, There's so, two lights about seven feet apart. <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, you're fine. So um, you have a story from a book from your hometown area. I also have a story from a book from a hometown area. And this a is hometown. Not real. <laughs> Just a hometown. Yeah, you know. It's somebody's. So this is the Haunted Springfield, Missouri book. And it is by, whoops, hold on. I'm trying to, I'm trying to be a responsible about this book. That's what I'm looking for. Edward and Karen Underwood. Oh, shit. Should I say the name of my author? Yeah, why don't you go ahead and say Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Real quick, this is a family podcast. Shit, 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 (laughs) shit. Let's never have her come back. We got to put the E on the recording now. No, I'm going to edit it. <laughs> yeah, make every other word I say, beep. <laughs> she was way more fun than I expected. I don't know. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, why don't you okay. go ahead, though, Okay, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Okay, this is Legends and Lore of East Tennessee by Shane S. Simmons. Okay, so yeah. all of our viewers, as you call them, now have two new books they can put on that's, their, that's right. their shelf. 
Um, so this is a story out of Springfield. Oh, before we get busy, we got a, a new sponsor that we got to talk about. Oh, we, we have got MED Creations, who sent us fat checks every month to pimp their products. So check out the Etsy shop, because it's costing me a fortune. <laughs> The sponsorship deal is really rough. Like it's weird how we keep spending giving them money. Anyway, okay, so no, but in all seriousness, you can get T-shirts there um, and a sticker. We're gonna work on some mugs. I was gonna say, where's my damn mug? With the cussing, I gotta get the. Can we ask for security? So I got I got the the printer. I've got the ink. I've just got to get the paper now so I can print the design so I can put it on the mug. Okay. So we're getting there. Getting it's there. Happening. But <laughs> anyway. In your spare Quotation time. marks. Because so I, I have so much. So dollars we're going to get a mug made. <laughs> and charge me $700. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to pay for They're the profit. They're a quality you know? product here. Yeah. <laughs> it's um, lifetime warranty. If you ever break it, the $7 will send you another one. <laughs> well, you know, when I get my MRI and it turns out I have to have knee surgery. To, oh, my God. You know, between the knee surgery and the transmission on the truck. All I got to say is, at least if you have knee surgery, we'll have more time for podcasts. This is true. Okay. This is true. All right. Well, the story I have today is from that book, Haunted Springfield, and it is The Phantom Landlord of Jefferson, Jefferson Avenue. I'm trying to just power through the rest <laughs> upstairs. I haven't so. heard the dogs barking in a while. I don't know. I hope they're okay. Yeah. I just imagined Jumanji up there. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what are you doing now? It's hot in here. It is? Oh. I'm hungry. Yeah. Okay, well. Suck. Who's hot? Raise your hand if you're hot. Nobody's raising their this hand. This is not kindergarten. No, it's fine. Yeah, like, you can leave it off. I'm no, no. Let's just eat up my gas bill. It's fine. <laughs> not mine. You anymore. are such a dad. <laughs> okay, let's go. Come on. All right. <laughs> Man, you don't have to slap her that hard. <laughs> she doesn't listen to my son lightly. <laughs> anyway, so the phantom landlord of, landlord of Jefferson Avenue is the tale I have today. Um, I know where Jefferson Avenue is I, Do you know? It's, it's by historic. the college. It's by the college. Mm-hmm. It's historic. Is that front row? Is that front row? You didn't go to school there. No, know. I don't know. No, that was Elm Street. Sorry. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> so this story comes from the 1930s, and um, the so it opens. This chapter opens with a line: In the 1930s, the residential districts up and down Jefferson Avenue and its neighboring streets were mostly grand affairs. Ooh. So it's one of those big houses. The um, and this is a this is continuing on. One of these ghost stories that arose from Springfield's little slice of suburban heaven has to do with one of these grand old houses. So Ooh. that's that's the backdrop to I the like story it. here. I like Very it. Very pretty. Um, now we that's don't. A good Arthur. Yeah, what a hood. Arthur. It's a good Arthur, by the way. <laughs> That's not what their names were. It was Karen and uh, I can't remember what the other guy's name was. Um, I'll find you later. Um, so the original location of the house that the story takes place in is really not. We're not entirely sure because this house, I don't believe, is still standing. Um, but this is a uh, a tale that is still told, and they refer to the family involved as the Smiths to protect the people involved. Apparently, um, so in 1939, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, you know, Air Bunnies, Air Bunnies. Um, they bought their this big beautiful house and they planned they were going to just fill it with kids and and later on they found that she was pregnant and that was exciting she was pregnant with twins and gave birth to two boys so you know they're just living in their little slice of americana here um 
But uh, then uh, Christmas that year came around. Um, just, you know, so this is 1941-ish. Um, and I think something big in history started happening at about that time. I don't know. You're better at history at me. Was there something mm, that happened? I can't even anything. Early 1940s. I mean, there might have been a small little scuffle somewhere in Europe. <laughs> there was like a little dust up. That, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, nothing that made news, I don't think. Yeah, no. So, you know, she had just given birth to these twins and... Um, you know, Pearl Harbor occurs, and Mr. Smith is en- is enlisted, goes into the armed forces. Um, so she stayed home with the kids. She took care of the kids. Um, you know, a volunteered in the community, became a real staple, um, helped with metal, metal and rubber drives, all of those things. Um, but at Christmas, um, so really just a few weeks later, one of the twins suddenly caught a fever and died. Aww. So one of the twins had died. And um, she had very bad luck because it says before word had even been able to be sent to the father, the other boy was playing and tripped on a toy, fell down the stairs, and broke his neck. Ew. So both twins have now died. Um, so she's home alone. Her husband's not there. Um, but... Because it's not, you know, bad enough life already. She gets a letter from the War Department. And uh, as you can imagine, that wasn't a good thing. She Uh got the news that her husband had been killed in battle and how much the country appreciated the sacrifice that he had made for the country. So, um, you know, the the woman... um, she, it says, winter hit harder that year than most, and the poor, shattered woman fell ill. Like I said, there's, like, lots of great authors today this year. Um, and there was um, her neighbors next door. They decided to help her out. They noticed she hadn't been out of the house, so they made some soup, walked next door, brought her the soup, said she was very much ill. They said there didn't look like anybody was home. House was dark. They found her finally, and she was very faint, very weak. Like, she had taken ill herself covered in blankets they said they, they went in she looked skeletal almost barely alive so they got the doctor stayed wanted to help them out um and the doctor told them that it was a christmas miracle that they had found her when they did because she was just on the verge of death but they thought um you know she he couldn't assure them that she was going to make it but you know he he had given her the best chance that we could um so they went home they told they said they would come back the next day to check on her which feels questionable. I feel like if you've got somebody on death's door, you don't go, okay, well, we did the best we could, but... See you tomorrow. Um, <laughs> Maybe. So, <laughs> well, good luck to you. Fingers crossed. <laughs> so, but they go home. Well, I did the bloodletting. What else can I do? Yeah. <laughs> hey, um, this was the 1930s or yeah. 40s. That did they still do bloodletting in the oh, 30s? I'm sure they did. <laughs> Springfield. <Yeah. laughs> Well, the next day, the winter storm had, you know, kind of broken. They decide to go next door, check on their neighbor, and are surprised because she actually came out to the door. You know, said she looked very worn down, very tired, but she had more energy, and she told them that, um, you know, she had felt so much better. She thought the medicine had been great, and she had made a decision. She said she felt more energized than she had in weeks because she knew what she was going to do. She was going to turn her home into a boarding house. So she's going to open up this big house that, you know, she doesn't have her kids and family anymore. And she's going to take in people who need somewhere to stay. 
because um, she's decided this is going to solve her financial problems. It'll give her people that she could talk with, take care of. So she's excited. Um, gives her a purpose. Yeah, gives her a purpose. And they said that she seemed almost reborn. Um, she became so well known for all of the good deeds that she did. Very um, active in her church. You know, baking pies and cakes, taking them person to person. Um they said she would go to, like, take care of the kids at the church. She loved, like, spending time with the kids. Um, almost, they said she became known as, like, the second mom of the church. Like, everybody oh. knew her. Um, and she ended up renting out six bedrooms in her house. It's a big house. Yeah. So, and she would be the one. She she um, kept herself busy. She would cook meals for the boarders. She did all of the cleaning for the, the home. Took care of all of that. So, about a year passes. And the holidays have rolled around again, and she stopped by her neighbor's house, and she gave them a gift. And it was tied in a bow. She, she told them not to open it until Christmas. It so they made, yes, that was it. <laughs> Story's over. <laughs> um, so they were like, okay, well, so they wait until Christmas morning, and when that day arrived, they open the gift, and they find a house key. And they thought, well, it's interesting but then they thought well you know she's known for being so generous it's like is she trying to give us her house so they go next door because they thought this is just too much we can't take this woman's house um so they knock on the door and no one answers they begin to hear muffled noises from inside the the house but there's no answer um so they're hearing some ruckus they end up pulling the key out opening the door and they step inside to this house that had been previously just a fine house and they said that the dinner table was set with all of the best china a full tea set and an assortment of wilted rotting food covered in cobwebs bugs and mice ew they flicked on the chandelier and said all of the little critters started scurrying away and saw the woman or at least her body sitting at the head of the table in her sunday dress she was a corpse in advanced state of decay um, and when did she give him the house that's key? That's what I was thinking. The day before. So that she had given it to him. This was just the next day. So they still heard the muffled noises. So they went to, you know, they said they could hear them louder and louder coming from the bedrooms. Uh, they, so they called the police. And they, uh, while the man was calling the police, the woman ran around with the key and began unlocking the doors. And the tenants that lived in the house were locked in their rooms. And no one was really sure what exactly had happened because this woman had been there before. Um, so somehow, in the course of a night, she died and moved into an advanced state of composition as well as all of the food she had set out and all of the tenants were locked in their rooms. And they didn't starve to death. That's what it says. <laughs> okay. Because this was just the next day. So nobody could explain what had happened, not even the people that were in the house. But it says when the police and examiners came, they said that the woman had been dead for as best they could calculate at least a year. Whoa. So, you know, the year before she had been sick. So the question is, was this her ghost that's been, had been taking care of all of these people all year long? Um, and no one really knows, but I love how they end this story out because, again, this, these people are authors. It says there are no easy answers to this anomaly. And the moral of the story is, of course, you never really know who is watching your kids at church. Creepy. <laughs> <laughs> <All> right. <then. laughs> So, anyway, and that is the story of the ghost landlord of Jefferson Avenue. Nice. That's pretty cool. You know, being on this podcast, the first thought I had when you said she opened the door the next day of renewed energy, that I, 
You're like, she's dead. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, immediately what I thought. You know, I was thinking this kind of the same thing, but you know, you, I don't know if you guys, I don't know if you guys seen many people die, but you have that. <laughs> you know how you do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you know, they do. They have that last oomph of energy where they're feeling better, and then they're freaking like, what happened? You're doing so good. Yeah, yeah. But I thought that was it. She was like, okay, I'm good, and then boom, dead. Yeah. No, apparently she was boom dead. She just did that before the energy. <laughs> and then the you know, weird. And then like some kind of weird like time shift happened or something. And I don't some know. Generous ghost somehow had got money and made food and cleaned up. Yeah. And, and then set it all back in reverse. Yeah, and uh, like how did they get the tenants in? And uh, like why did they not see the skeleton just sitting there at in the, the, head the table? table? Yeah. Yeah. yeah this is how they said the house looked fine up until that point. So. It's like it all just caught up with her, maybe. I don't know. Oh, my gosh. She opened a black hole inside of her kitchen. I don't so what know. she happened? had one of those proton things in the basement. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> definitely what it was. Yeah. You know how uh, Einstein's theory where, like, time is relative? Yes. Whatever, that's exactly that's what happened. That's exactly what happened. No. Mm, we need to go back to our, our, our segment of skeptic scrutiny. Mm-hmm. Except you can't skeptic scrutiny. Go story. I think we all knew that it was a... I think we've been skeptic scrutinying this one all the way through. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah. But well, since we've been doing this for about a year, we kind of know where these stories are going. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a little disappointed she didn't slaughter everyone and then kill <laughs> Oh, sorry to disappoint you. She was more. nice lady, like though. <laughs> Don't ever invite her back. <laughs> I'm so glad I live with her. <laughs> you know, there is also a rumor that there are vampires that live in the tunnels under Springfield. Have you heard this? I've not heard of this. So, you yeah. mean the big place where they store all the warehouses? The cheese? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the go the it was like 1 million pounds of government cheese. Cuz what is it they built the road over the river? Um, but now I they they've got warehouses down there, but there are places where I guess that it's just kind of, you know, run down and people tend to like hang out in there. Um, yeah. but supposedly there was this girl that she met, like, or I think it was a girl. They said she met like this group of guys and they were like a vampire gang Ooh, i went cool. to initiate her into the gang i don't know but somebody yeah. said the vampires of springfield and i was like the what now that's it i gotta google this oh yeah. here we go <laughs> you know i'm always confused on how like people don't discover vampires earlier you know because like you see this person walk around town at night and they don't age a single day for the entire of your life and then your I they, they drift. They move place to place, right? That's the vampire thing. Know. With the same social security number? <laughs> <laughs> Do they get social security numbers? I wonder what that's involved, like how that goes. Do you guys ever see that, what's that show, What We Do in the Shadows? Yeah. Have you seen that? No, I have not. It's oh, funny. It's freaking top so it's, notch. It's like a mockumentary style show, but it's about these vampire roommates that live together in this house. Wait, Netflix, Hulu? Where? Hulu. Hulu, okay. Yeah, it's definitely worth it. It's funny. Okay. And that is an unpaid sponsorship plug we're doing there. <laughs> but if they did want to sponsor us, Colin is my favorite. <laughs> okay, he's an energy vampire. Ooh. I um, okay. You have to watch Zoning. It it, That's great. my favorite. Wait, is it rated R or MA? I think it's MA. Oh, dang it. See all the good shows I can't watch around the kids. But there's, too no, much there's no nudity. There's just lots of, like, death. Oh, I see. I thought it's it was gore. too much cussing or something. Does, is there is the episode where they have an orgy. Whoa. Oh, yeah, that was... I'll cover a... your eyes for that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think there's just lots of death, really. I don't think there's anything, like, over the top. There's probably some cussing in there. But, you know me, I don't notice any cussing anymore. You notice when I cuss. Well, because it's a family show. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to edit this whole conversation <laughs> out, actually. <laughs> anyway, well, that was pretty cool. Yeah. 
So uh, thank you for your research and thank you for your research. Yeah, thank Yay. you for showing up, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you know, I do what I can. I'm hey, he amazing. Googled. He Googled. He Googled. Yeah, I showed you some pictures. <laughs> wow. and, I, and actually, stuff they don't want you to know about the Springfield, the vampire tunnels of Springfield, Missouri. That's good. That's an Apple podcast. Is it really? Yeah, I don't, want, I don't want to plug the competition here, <laughs> yes. but I might play it back and say it was mine. <laughs> <laughs> I listen to stuff they don't want you to know. Let's talk about conspiracy theories. So, Who is this? The, oh, that's this the stuff ones, they don't want you to know. It's the ones that do Ridiculous History. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's a really good podcast. Do you ever listen to Ridiculous no, History? And Ridiculous no. Crime yeah. is their like, sister show. They're really good. I'll have to listen to them, too, and stop listening to the Grim Feature. I would. <laughs> <laughs> But do they send you autograph headshots? No, they do not. I don't think so. <laughs> sure, some people are still waiting six months later, but that's almost in the mail. <laughs> almost. It's a process. It's a process. You know, it's rough. Yeah, I mean, you got to print the picture. you got to <laughs> let the ink dry. you got to look fine. Yeah. But, all right. Well. Well. That? I guess that's it for this episode. Yeah. We're right at 40 minutes, so we're right yeah. where we need to be. Ooh. Yeah. So, I will get this edited, hopefully this weekend. Okay. And posted. And thanks to the East Coast listener and her her son, East Coast listener number two. I don't want to give out too much personal information because, you know, fan clubs. Uh, (laughs) Is it it East Coast listener number two or should it be East Coast listener junior? No, I've already labeled myself as East Coast listener. Okay. Okay. You're number two. You're number (laughs) two. The emoji movie. Alright. Well, thanks for listening. And again, don't forget to I don't know. Listen. <laughs> yeah, listen. Yeah. Don't, uh, we've got an email. It's the right. grimfeature at gmail.com. We've and also got a, a Facebook page. Yeah. Uh, any fan mail, uh, Michelle will check it and forward it to me. Um, <laughs> we'll eventually get a signed headshot from yours truly. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's it. And that's worth it in its own right, let's be honest. All right. Yeah, I've already sold mine. <laughs> eBay. That's great. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys. We'll see you next time. All right. Bye.